Welcome back to Let Freedom Reign Podcast, the official equine industry podcast of Day 6 Ranch. I'm your host, Jason Swick, and on this show, we discuss leadership, self-mastery, and discipleship from topics and perspectives exclusive to the equine industry. If you are looking to build a legacy-worthy lifestyle, we encourage you to visit day6ranch.com and explore our free content, other podcasts, and sign up for our monthly newsletter. We thank you for joining us on this adventure. Welcome, everybody, to another episode here at Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Our guest this week is Todd Laverne, who is more affectionately known to his community and on social media as Mr. Todd with the Horse. Now, with most guests that I know personally, we make some small talk before recording the actual episode. And in this episode, Mr. Todd started with some valuable conversation right out the gate. So this week, I included some of the candid conversation that he and I had before recording his episode. And I hope you find value in his ideas, dreams, and perspectives. Mr. Todd uses the horse in his community just outside of Los Angeles to spread goodwill and teach life lessons to the kids. To learn more and support Mr. Todd, you can find him on Instagram at Todd Pony. That's T-O-D-D-P-O-N-Y. We thank you all for another great week here at Let Freedom Reign Podcast. And to learn more about what we have going at Day 6 Ranch, you can visit day6ranch.com. That's D-A-Y, the number 6, R-A-N-C-H. We hate to keep you all waiting any longer. Here is our conversation with Todd Laverne. How do you never know what people is dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. Especially behind closed doors. Behind closed doors. This is, you're able to express yourself around these animals for some kind of reason. I mean, I can't explain it, but mm-hmm. I get a lot of conversation around the animal mm-hmm. where where I can get use the ear and just listen to mm-hmm. somebody's concerns or whatever they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. The youth, you really get a great response from the youth. Because if you're dealing with anxiety or if you're dealing with stress or maybe you're just a hothead, right? Uh-huh. You, you don't think nobody's in you? Let me let, let these animals run up on you real close and I guarantee you. You're going to find out. <laughs> you, you're going to find out you're not the toughest dude yeah. or character on the planet. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. It just popped into my mind. So... If you think of the inner city community and you talk about the youth and in the environment they're brought up in and there's always been and there always will be a separation between law enforcement and inner city communities, right? Especially impoverished inner city communities. Mm-hmm. It's just a historical chapter that I don't think will ever wash the books in our country's history. Here's what I think is amazing is it? I use the horse in the warrior community to help cops and veterans deal with all the stress and the pressure of basically living life on the run. Everything, every day you go to work, right? There's, there's a very good chance that your life's going to be taken. There's a lot of pressure, high stakes decisions, but Mm -hmm. what's, what's the difference between that and an inner city kid? They're living in the, it's, it's a different lifestyle, but it's the same exact stresses and pressures and trauma. I mean, they're living life on the run Every single day you're making decisions that may or may not end your life. You're starving, fighting for the next meal. You're overworked. You're always stressed. So I think it's crazy how these two communities who can't seem to find common ground yet suffer from nearly the same exact traumas and stresses and pressures. Does that make sense? Yes. And then here we are. The horse could be the common bond to bridge that gap. 
Most definitely. Pretty crazy. Most definitely. I I, I want to highlight. You know, there's. I would want to say Compton is known for having an ag- agriculture background mm-hmm. long ago, uh-huh. and right now it's still zone for horses, right? Yeah. Where you can ride and nobody bothers you. Law enforcement already knows about the horse community. Yeah. But but they don't know about the things that we know about the horse because yeah. I don't I don't know if 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 somebody has the you know really brought that out. There was a group called uh what it was Posse, the Compton Posse, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And they did, and there was a, the lady named Maisha, where well, who um, I connected with, and that's how I got got into the horse game. Uh huh. And they did English riding. Okay. So there was a there was a place where a kid can come off the street and learn horsemanship things. And she, you know, brought a program to the community, and that's where some of the kids were able to get off the street and get into horse uh, knowledge and things like that. A kid, a kid really just wants to be a kid, right? Because yeah. he should not have to deal with the, the negative uh, spirits that dwell in, in, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. inner cities or Compton, right? Yeah. They need an outlet. People need an outlet. And these animals, these animals are my outlet. This is my happy oh, place, absolutely. right? Okay? I need a ha- everybody needs a happy place. Absolutely. So when I want to get away, I I go deal with my animal. Yep. And you're able to be present. Here's Okay, so I've always been kind of a dreamer, a visionary, right? And I'm the type of guy that if I'm going to set a goal, I usually set as a, as big as I can and I really don't take no for an answer just cuz I've been told no my whole entire life, and it doesn't really bother me that people think I'm nuts. Let me ask you this, Mr. Todd. Do you think, and this this is going to require a lot of prayer on our part, do you think that there's a chance for us to collaborate, because I have connections at LAPD and LASO, to build out some sort of event where we bring the horses out and we bring members of the Compton community and members of the law enforcement community and bring them together and teach them some horsemanship stuff and just expose them to the horse and see if we can't get these two sides to sit down for a little bit and have a conversation. Of course. Do you think it's worthwhile or do you think it just wouldn't? Yeah, it's, it's, it's worthwhile. I wonder how we could do that. Do you know who, who patrols Compton? Is it the SO or is it LAPD? Sheriff. It's, it's, it's LAPD. Sheriff. Perfect. Sheriff Department. Okay. So I have a really, now, really good friend. Go ahead. I've been I've been to community events with my animals, and, mm-hmm. and that's what I do. Re, you know, get a relationship with yeah. the community. Yeah, let them invite you know invite us in to your space. Yeah, it's, it 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 will make a big difference. <laughs> you know, and plus I can entertain folks uh, with these animals. You know, yeah. who who doesn't love a horsey ride or because you don't get that, you know. You you most most people see it on the on the big screen, mm-hmm. but there's responsibilities behind horse keeping. Yep. That kids 
this is the lesson that you 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 need to get in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It won't hurt you down the road when you grow up to be a, a young man or a young woman. You need you need these things in your life. Yeah. I completely uh, agree. It makes you, yeah, it makes you a better person because if you if you study the horse and you learn from him, then then when you go through your trials and your tribulation or pressure that another human puts on you, then you will learn. Okay, the horse when he was had the pressure involved, he, he didn't he didn't he didn't you know because he was with somebody he trusts, so mm-hmm. he didn't blow up or mm-hmm. get all impatient or get all anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 things you can learn with this horse that will bring you through the trials of life. Yeah, you know, because oh, people absolutely. gonna put pressure on you. People are gonna put pressure on other people. Yeah, because they just <laughs> they yeah. they try to figure it out themselves, right? Absolutely, and that's my thing is that we gotta take we being guys like you and I have to take the lessons that we learn from the horse, and we have to give that away. You know, that's a gift that God has given us that yes. has helped us tremendously, but we have to give it away. And that's why I think of, I mean, I'll have to kick this idea around and see how we can't build this out as far as getting together. But man, if we could get cops and members of the community together and just see eye to eye that, dude, we deal with the same crap. We deal with the same yeah. exact crap. Exactly. It don't matter if we're black, no. white, Asian, Hispanic, gang banging, gang no, unit. Like it's the same exact problems. Deep down in their spirit, they want to be led, bro. Yeah. They want to be led. The horses want to be led. They're looking, and everybody's looking for a trust thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't care you what what race you are, what you you know doing at your at your time, gang banging or acting a fool. Yeah. You really inside want to be led, and you're looking for trust because you've been hurt all your life. Because yeah. you've been put all the weight on another human. And he's unfaithful, bro. Yeah. Left to sin. He's unfaithful. I don't care what he says and how much money he has. He struggles with being faithful. Dude, this is going to be a good episode, man. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This is going to be a great, great episode. Amen. But if we sit down and learn, dude, you 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 have the same needs as me. Yeah. I don't care if you are in Texas or in Oklahoma or, or way down here in Compton. Yeah. You, we looking for the same. We looking for the same thing, Peace. brother. Yeah. <laughs> I com- I completely agree. Completely agree. But you I don't know, know. But, there's just so many people. Yeah. yeah, man, they put these barriers up about your your race or your mm-hmm. skin color. Man, that's a bunch of hogwash. <laughs> Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. I thank God that my parents and my my family it's all about exposure as well, right? Mm-hmm. At a young age, and that's what I want to. That's what I want to bring to the community, man. It's all about exposure. I was brought around uh, in the hunting and fishing game. You know how many people I connected with, bro. Interesting. All kind of races, man. Yeah. All we want to do is eat fish and cook fish and, and fry fish yeah. and, and fish and hunt. You know That's what crazy. I mean? I, I, we established so many relationships over the past, bro, that we still have today, man, over over a duck hunt, over a pheasant hunt or rabbit hunt. Did you grow up in Compton? No, I grew up in L.A. Okay. But but my family was from uh, Memphis. Oh yeah, my mom's side Memphis, but my dad's side was Louisiana. Oh okay. 
Oh yeah. So you know how Cajuns yep. get down? Oh heck yeah! One of my one of my good buddies from uh, I think I can't ever pronounce the name of the town Metairie. I think it's down there by New Orleans. And uh, yeah, they got all kind oh of little my, uh, man. The food that those suckers in. cook. <laughs> Dude, it's all about breaking bread at the end of the day, man. Having a good time, man. Well, Mr. Todd, what do you say we get rolling with the show and try to learn a little bit more about you? But before we get too deep into the episode, I just want to clarify for the listeners, I guarantee there's somebody out there who's listening. And as soon as we talked about describing the history of Compton, they're wondering where the heck is Compton. So Compton is a suburb within the greater Los Angeles metropolitan area out on the West Coast in California. And it is, I would say, one of the last places that people stereotypically would think there is a deeply rooted equine culture. You think that statement's accurate there, Mr. Todd? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But being the strength of that equine culture, why don't you explain a little bit about your upbringing with the horse and what you're doing with the horses down there in Compton to serve that community? Well, I want you to engage with my animal uh, that God gave, given us, right? Mm -hmm. And it's only three (laughs) that I have, right? As of right now, you know, every time I go out, we're doing training, you know, on myself, mainly, you know what I mean? And the animals getting trained in. So everybody's, everybody's contribute. Everybody's benefiting, you know, everybody's even growing the together. customer, everybody has to benefit. Yeah. It's a learning experience for everybody. Yeah. And, and I just want the, the person just to get, you know, gain trust from us and the animal and just uh, be a, like we talked earlier, a, a place of release Yeah. for that individual. Yeah. Whatever he got or she got on him, let's let it go today. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, when you have the horse, take a deep breath and lick his lips. You know, he's relaxed. You know what I'm saying? This is what we want from the individual. Mm-hmm. And by us bringing these massive creatures with, with all so much power, and they said, wow, how, how can you just have this relationship with this animal? And he's just so calm. You know what I mean? These are the things that we can um, benefit from. And you can learn from this animal through life struggles yeah, and things of that nature. So we, 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 we like to go around the children, the children who, what child doesn't love a, a good pony ride Absolutely. and be able to touch. And, <laughs> and, and, and let me tell you something, we want to crack in with the autism community. Yeah, I'm, I'm noticing that this is a good product for them. You know, I can use these animals for this purpose. They've been desensitized. Correct. So Correct. I got plenty of people out here that I can get you connected with, Mr. Todd, to help you build out that program. That's not a problem know, at all. Not in the slightest. So why not use this animal to heal another? I think God be pleased with that. Yeah, I think th- <laughs> I think he's okay with that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we just want to make him happy. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> So simple, right? You know? In theory. So let's right. talk about let's talk about your start with horses, right? When did when did God introduce the horse in your life? I went to Louisiana for a trip, a family trip when I was like, I want to say twelve, and you know, in, in that teenage age, right? Mm-hmm. We had a family member had a farm, man, a huge farm at that time, you know, for 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 a twelve year old kid, and and he took me on a trail ride, bro. I was always I was always infatuated with the horse because my grandfather's friend had a horse and I would go 
whenever I could go, whenever somebody could bring me and get that pony ride or get 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 my, you know, equine um, mm-hmm. therapy on is yeah. what you want to say, yeah. right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, 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 man, I said, man, whenever I, in my spirit, you know, I was like, wow, man, I want to, I want to be involved in this. I want to do this. It made me, by me going on that trail ride, I was like, wow, this is my happy place. This is where I, this is where I want to be, you know? Yeah. So, so when I got older, well, I got my kids involved, the Compton Junior Posse, that's the name of the program mm-hmm. that was in Compton. And that was the closest where I can get to, to some animals like this. When I got older, I purchased and I started, you know, at first I was just riding, but then when you purchase, it's a, your riding kind of cuts. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's more of the responsibility side. Yeah. The enjoyment yeah. side is, you know, you got to make time for that. So yeah. <laughs> majority of time is get, taking care of you housing him and you domesticating him and he needs his time as well, right? Correct. So, yeah, bro, that's how it started. No kidding. So... When did you, so you, you went out to Louisiana at 12 years old, you had that trail riding experience that kind of, kind of turned you. When did you think, I mean, was there always that desire being back in LA that, Hey, I got to get back to the horse. I got to get back to the horse. And of the, course. the Compton Posse was what furnished that opportunity, what produced that opportunity for you guys? Yes. Yes. I became a volunteer, you know, I wanted to help out mm-hmm. and I, and, and, and that let me let me uh learn mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. watch and see you know be with the with, be with the horse yeah and yeah. it was it was like i was telling you before it was a happy place for myself yeah uh later in life i went through some um uh marital issues and stuff like that and um i had some um you know did didn't know what the heck was going on around here right yeah. frustration yeah like what the all of a sudden uh, you know, your world's turned upside old, down. Yeah, big old mountain in front of me. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, what the heck? And so I became, um, I got angry and, and frustrated because I was like, you know, why would this happen to me? I wouldn't. I didn't plan this. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I didn't want this to happen. So that horse, that was the happy. That's where I can get away from my my struggles, being angry or whatever. I kind of felt relaxed around these animals. Yeah, it's interesting because I have a very similar story to where when the horse was reintroduced back into my life, I was definitely running from things, right? From stresses and pressures mm-hmm. and things going on in my personal and professional life that I just was having a hard time wrapping my mind around and dealing with, right? So I would run away from all that and I would go to the barn and hang out with the horse and just being with the horse felt good and that's that was enough for me to kind of stabilize and start to perceive some of the issues and the, and, the, and the challenges that I was going through. But I very much noticed that as I started to work through some of those challenges while I'm with the horse, I started running two opportunities. And no matter how difficult life got or how big a challenge was or how unexpected a change was, for whatever reason, I could find clarity when I was with that horse. Like I could work through some serious problems when I was out with the mm-hmm. horse that I could not yes. do when I was at work or when I was under the stress and pressure of a nine to five and just running a household. Amen. Let's talk about the power of the horse in your perspective. We, we spoke about it a little bit earlier and a lot of your drive right now and a lot of your motivation is getting through to the youth of Compton and helping them to understand character development traits such as confidence or responsibility, accountability, things of that regard. So 
let's talk about how you use horses there in Compton to better serve that community. Well, I know in life, let's take a young man, for instance. One day he's going to grow up to be an adult like me and you, right? Yes, sir. He's going to have some responsibilities on his. He's going to have some stuff on his shoulder that he has to balance out life in general. Yeah. Maybe he pick up a mate, right? Mm-hmm. These people or children, they're going to be looking to somebody to lead this pack or family or or maybe uh, a job. They're looking for leaders. Yeah. Uh, I don't care where industry you go in. We want we're looking for leaders. We're looking for responsible people that I ain't got to go behind. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you understand me? I yes, just sir. do your job. Yep. Just do your job. Right. So, so if we take and you study this horse, you will know that if you're good to this horse and you gain, gain a relationship with this horse, a trust thing becomes to be a bond. You can take this horse and do things that a, a horse would normally do because mm-hmm. he trusts you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It, uh, it gets stronger when pressure's applied, and that's what the key is, right? Pressure. You trying to take the horse through pressure, you already know that he's going to be all right, oh, it's cool, but the horse doesn't know. Correct. He doesn't know. So you as an individual, y- you got bills. Yeah. You got you got uh, uh, family stuff to deal with. This all kind of pressure. You got job. You and all the, these. Are, you stay confident. You stay motivated. You stay trustworthy. And, and and the main thing, if you stay consistent, we're gonna get through these struggles. Yeah, consistency. We're is- gonna get through this pressure. It's about consistency. Now, the reason yeah. why that we. You and I have a good relationship with your animal because you stay consistent. You're there every day. Yeah. You you're there when you when you when you don't want to be there, right? Correct. I don't care what season is. You know darn well you got to get after it. Yes, that sir. horse got to get fed. It got to get cleaned up after, and it got to you got to attend to its needs. Correct. I mean, I put everybody out the way, and I and I go take care of my animal. Yeah. It's all about leadership skills. Because life is gonna put pressure on you, peer pressure gonna come across you. You gonna be a you gonna be a wimp, or you gonna you gonna say no. Yep. So where you gonna pretty soon down the line, as you grow up to be a young man, you are gonna have to get some cojones. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Okay. So so that's a confidence thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a confidence thing. Once you 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 do some stuff with the horse, and you tell the horse he don't want to do it, but you make him do it because he trusts you. Now you confident in yourself in your abilities he's like wow i made the horse do this yeah why did he do that because he trusts you yeah there's a relationship there there's a relationship key word relationship so you're like wow man if i if i learn all this and do this in my in my own life how much better should i i can be as a person yeah and then ultimately find a purpose in life so powerful mr todd so powerful because i think you deal with and although I've never worked at Compton a day in my life, uh, I spent the better part of the, the first chapters of my career working gang enforcement. I grew up in a mm-hmm. community that was relatively active in gangs. So it was always around in my upbringing. And then it, it kind of consumed the early parts of my career. So I understand a little bit about gang culture and its influence within a community. And 
I think the challenges that, that Compton faces, and you correct me if any of this is wrong or I'm speaking out of turn, but because mom and dad typically don't have a skill set to deal with life, it's usually one or two things. Addiction's getting in the way or mom and dad are just working so dang hard at two and three jobs to put food on the table. They honestly don't have time to be a parent. So in most cases, those kids turn to the streets and the streets are left to raise them. And when the streets do the raising, it's a less than advantageous set of circumstances. And these kids don't grow up with the confidence and the leadership skills and the trust and the, I would say, conducive relationships of influence, right? They're tight with their homies and they're tight with their boys and they're tight with the crew. But when you got a bunch of people going down the wrong path, obviously it's going to lead to destruction at some point. It's going to blow up. And unfortunately in the gang world, I mean, kind of the standard is 18, 16, 18. If you make it to 16 or 18 years old, you made it because most guys are either incarcerated or dead prior to that in, in, in the lion's share of cases. Right. For you to be able to get through to a population within your community that is starving for attention, that is starving for leadership, mm-hmm. that is starving mm-hmm. for confidence and get them working around a 1200 pound animal where they have no other reason but to trust and build a relationship with this animal. It's a pretty profound thing in the form of an opportunity to change the tides of a community and really start to build some conducive skill sets in these kids so they're not turned to the streets running around acting a fool and gangbanging. Right. Right. Yes, that's it. That is the goal. That is the goal. We we just I mean, you just got to just make a difference where you at. Yeah. And having a purpose with this animal, I I, I can we'll make a difference. We'll make it. I I can't reach everybody, but at least the the um the mentors or mentees, they once they get older then they you know, take the seed and run with it, right? Yeah, I would say I would say you're making a difference. I wouldn't say you're oh, you're trying to oh, make a difference. Uh, I say thank you're you. actively making a difference. I, I, I do, that's the that's the goal. Yeah. That is the goal. Yeah. Every day is to is to is to get out in this field and make a difference with this horse. So many things in history has been with the horse. So so much history has been with it with with the horse all over this country and nation. The inner city doesn't know nothing about that. I agree. You, they don't know the power and the healing that this horse can do for for one individual. Karen Bass is the mayor, and she needs to understand the power of the horse. Maybe we can help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Maybe we can help. So it's just a matter of just reaching out and just just one person at a time, brother. So how do if people are getting involved with your programs? How do they get a hold of you and kind of walk us through the process? Like if I was brand new and I was wanting to hang out with Mr. Todd and learn a little bit about the horse, what process would I go through? What steps would I go through? Like as now as a business, we, we do birthday parties. It's more of like kids only entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are not doing this. They used to do it back in the day, but they're not doing it anymore or they don't know nobody. So I just go out and get them to bite. You know, get them to come in. A lot of it is off of Yelp. You know, I do uh-huh. a party. They got to get a good review off of Yelp. I have an Instagram page. And it's just word of mouth. Somebody knows me and they refer me. Everybody's looking for me to do a program. Yeah. A program consists of a team. Um, so I'm, 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 I feel you. I'm, you know, finding that team with a like-minded purpose is, yeah. is, 
is the goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you got to have a location and then you got to get, there's just a whole bunch of stuff involved, which is not hard. I just got to make up my mind and figure out if I want to do it. <laughs> what direction it needs to go now. in. Yeah. Yeah. Explain the, explain the pony rides because most people think of a, a stereotypical pony ride at a fair, you know, where they're just walking around on a walker or a, a trail ride. This this is not that at all. I mean, you are walking the streets of Compton. You're in and out of schools, in yeah. and out of neighborhoods. I mean, talk about some of these pony rides and where, you, where you've done them. I've done them. I've done the preschools, daycares, wherever wherever I can get a path that, that the I horse will go. I love it. We in there. I love it. You know <laughs> what I mean? The goal is to get all them kids to be happy for that day, for that day or hour or how long they got. I want every kid, I want the adult to, to when we walk away, to say, man, I had a good time with that animal, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. You know what? I'm trying to get the equine uh, virus on them. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? Well, I just think about it you as, know, as you describe, you know, well, I'm just doing pony rides and it's like, well, just think of the trail ride that you took at 12 years old. Think of the profound effect right. it had on your life. So exactly. it's, it's more than just pony rides. I mean, you're exposing a no, whole entire community no. to a side of life that if it was not for you and the horse and the, the work that God is doing through you, these kids would, n- I can't say never, it's an absolute statement, but no, there's a no, very no. little chance that these kids would have the exposures to it or the I, community I, itself would have involved. exposure to it. Yeah. I want them to never forget about the horse. Yeah. You know what I mean? As you get older or, or you young, you want to go into this field, come on. Yeah. The door is wide open. I love There's it. There's all kind of opportunities that, that people that I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that, you know, that one good time with that horse, uh, they'll never forget it for the rest of their life, tell you the truth. Yeah. And that's what we want, want to do. We want you to have that horse on your mind. Yeah. If you're going through some, some difficulties, think of the horse. You know, if you need, if you, if you want to spend time with him, you know, find yeah. Mr. Todd. <laughs> Heck yeah. We know how to find him. We know how you to know find him. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, I learned from my mentors and my mentees. I, 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 I thank God for Mr. Cox, man. Yeah. Um, Chris has done some amazing things. I learned things. so much from Mr. Cox and his wife and his children and all his other associates, right? Yes, sir. I mean, they do it big time and full time for years. I'm yeah. just a little squirrel in this game. <laughs> you, you know, both, I'm, champ. Uh, yeah, brother, I'm learning, right? You know, um, so so I thank God they let they allow me to come into their space yeah. to get the trust thing going on, right? And this was the biggest inspirational read that I had when you and I first met. Is it? I mean, you talk about one man on a mission, and you got your horse, and you're serving the best you can. But when when God has placed the work on your heart. And you talk about your mentors that you've had in your life. Isn't it incredible to think about who God has put in your path? Because if you look from a worldly perspective and the trajectory of your life, where was it supposed to intersect with Chris Cox? Right. There's there's no, I think about it in my life, there's no logical explanation where no. Chris and I's paths should have crossed at any point. Exactly. But God sure as heck made it happen. And there's Man, a lot of great work that's come from it. His great work. Um it me meeting Chris was was uh, uh, happened to do with an enemy, bro. Really? Yes, sir. No kidding. I'm I'm very I'm very confident. I mean, not confident. I want to say where where they will make your foot. They will be a, your footstool. Yeah. Um, there was some. You know, they were against me because I uh, 
couldn't spend much time with the junior posse because uh-huh. I'm I'm owning now, right? I don't yeah. have enough time to yeah. You go got your own animals, I gotta your own work. I got to deal with my own stuff, right? Yes, sir. So so it's like they became like that spirit of like, oh, who who do you think you are? Kind of deal, right? Interesting. They, they you know, it was like they didn't know me anymore. Really? You know, and this it, it all was because of one individual. But you know, you yeah. that one individual got to get packed to come against you, right? Oh yeah, get some like you know like minded people to be against you. And I, and I, it's just when I come around, I get this negative feeling and vibe and looks and all this old stuff. So I left it alone. But it happened to be one of their friends who brought my name up when this fair came around. Uh huh. Chris Cox. Was a is a Western guy, right? And you guys are English group. So the lady was like, "Wow, we don't know any Western people." So my name was put in the hat. Hey, what about Mister Todd? Because she remembered me that I was a that I helped her and and whatever she needed done. I was like, "Hey, I help you." She never forgot that. So when this came around a couple of years down the line, she was like, "Oh, what about Mister Todd? You know, can we invite him and he can get some Western people?" I get a phone call and they invite me and I'm like, okay. So I bring my own animals. Uh, at the time, man, I didn't have the funding to get down there. I'm like, wow, I'm using my last time to drive all the way to Pomona. You know what I mean? Nobody's, nobody's, uh, uh, contribution to my travel and stuff like this. And I'm bringing my son and another kid who's in the Western game. Right. And I get there and I don't know what to expect. They didn't give me the plan. So I get there and they tell me, they tell oh, me, goodness. hey, because guess what? They, they don't trust themselves. Like you, you're not going to be truthful to yourself. You, you're going to lie to these people. Yeah. That's hey, darn truth. you speak, you speak for our, our program. What? I don't, I haven't even been around with y'all. What's going on? Why you want me to do it? In my mind, I'm saying this, right? I don't yeah. tell them verbally. And so I'm like, why would you want me to do it when you don't even like me anymore? So I, I felt confident in myself to say, okay, so I know what the purpose is about this group, right? Uh-huh. And so I, I get in the ring and I meet him. And I think right off the bat when we meet and we shake hands, you know how how he, he size you up or whatever kind of deal, right? Not size up, but you know. Yeah. He can, he, he got that sense about you that, we hit it off, right? I know how to conduct my. Well, I want to say I know how to conduct myself around other races or individuals, right? Uh-huh. I got. I was, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't intimidated. Yep. Because technically, I didn't even know who he was until I got a little brief. I'm like, wow, okay, wow. I'm, so I got geared up to meet him. I want to meet him. Yeah. Right? Heck yeah. I I going to the arena. He said. Well, you know, I, I'm going to ask you some questions. And I was like, oh, my God, here we go. I didn't expect all that, right? <laughs> and we go in front of this big crowd. And, so much for that preparation. You know, oh, man. So I, I basically, you know, I'm not going to lie to nobody. I'm going to tell the truth. And, 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 and really, man, he's no respect to a person, brother. This is, this is for all. Mm-hmm. It ain't about where you're from and who you are and your skin color. It, you know, we, you you cut you cut me up, I cut you up, blood coming out, same yeah. cut. Okay? Amen. So that's how we hit it off. And then later on that day, I didn't know nothing about his camp. I think this was the first time he was launching this camp. And he said, Hey, Mr. Todd, I'm doing another little talk deal at one o'clock. Would you come over there 
and bring your, you know, bring some kids with you. I said, sure, I sure will, sir. And that's how he got up and, and telling about his camp. And he got one of his um, uh, associates to, to sponsor the whole deal for the kid. Give him a scholarship. Paid their whole way no to kidding. come to the camp. Yeah, to go up to uh, lead changes. Lead changes. Yes, I was sir. like, what the heck? Who, who, who does this? You know what I mean? I yeah. ain't never had this happen in my life. Yeah. And it, this, this ain't, we ain't going to Santa Monica. You going to Wyoming? <laughs> from, from, from the inner city, you going to Wyoming? Yeah, life's about to get real. Oh, my God. So right then and there, I said, man, I, I, I got to stay with this dude, Brent. Yeah. And I try to stay close as possible. And we've sent kids mainly every year to the camp, man. Yeah, it's coming up here. For the last six well, another years, month or so. seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went for the first time last year. Oh, oh it was no a kidding. treat. That's it cool. It was a treat. Uh, I would see it on the commercials. You know how you see things, but you say, wow. Yeah. Man. I actually got a chance to, to visit and be on the grounds, man. It was a blessing. That's cool. Yeah, Chris is, Chris is uh, I love his heart, man. He has a heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very selfless individual. Yeah. You know, but he's a, I, I could not agree with you more. He's the, what he's done for my family and myself in the form of equine education and just life and my walk with God and things of that sort. He's, he's poured yes. into me in ways that I, I never deserved. I never could have expected. And uh, I'm very, very grateful for it to say the least. Amen. Amen. He's not ashamed of the gospel as well. Heck no. Not and that's what I like about him as well. I mean, how many how many cowboys are going? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They bow their head for the prayer, but you know, are you going to be consistent in this uh, having a relationship with God? Yeah. That's the key, Mr. Todd. Of all you spoke, I mean, I think that consistency word that you've used so many times over in this episode is couldn't couldn't be more true. I mean, you gotta you want to see change. It's really it's the consistency. It's a small incremental change day in and day out where you're going to start seeing Amen. progress in big leaps and bounds. But when you have these, and this was kind of one of the holes that our foundation was trying to fill is that there's these amazing, you know, I call them flash in the pan type events. They'll put on a horse event for a day or two and it'll light that fire, spark that interest in the, in the attendees. But then once the, once the dog and pony show, no pun intended, leaves the town, you know, there's nowhere else for these people to go. So <laughs> how do we... You're right. You're right. Uh, I guess in your case, we could say the duck and pony show, right? When they leave town. <laughs> you know, what, what do we do now? And, and it's funny because we talked a little bit off air. So obviously my expertise lies, lies with the warrior community because that's where I came from and that's what my life experience is. And, and obviously the horse has done amazing things in my life to correct my path. And, and God has brought me back to him through the horse. And I feel the need to steward the opportunity and present it to others. It's it's a gift God has given me. I have to hand it out to the world. It's not mine to hold on to, but Amen. you're doing the same exact thing with, with a populace there in Compton. And I mean, we talked about the struggle between inner city communities and law enforcement. It's a systemic problem. It's a historical problem. I don't know that it will ever get corrected where both sides will see eye to eye and have a better understanding and actually work together politicians will lie through their teeth and try to make it some romantic relationship but yeah. it's, it's usually all for political gain and when it comes down to brass tacks and actually rubber hitting the road and affecting change that's when all the politicians usually vacate the process but the challenges that i've seen that the warriors face just talking about the insurmountable weight of life the grind day in and day out of work 
whether it be a patrol shift, whether it be a combat deployment, I mean, having to make so many life and death decisions, huge, huge high stakes decisions being made day in and day out, the overwhelming pressure and the volume of the work, it, it wears on a person. Yes. The inner city community sees the same exact problems. You're trying to find your next meal. Uh, a community is affected by, by crime and the gang element, right? There are life and death decisions being made day in and day out. And the, the pressures of just surviving become so overwhelming that people can't deal with it. But on one side of the spectrum or the conversation, we have the warrior community. On the other side, we have the inner city community. But what I love is that you and I and many others in this race are using the horse to help bring the sides together and to help see them that, hey, we're humans just alike. We hurt just the same. Amen. We can fix ourselves yes. just the same. There's some common ground. And, and that's one thing that I try to encourage is that even when I worked gang enforcement, we had young guys working on the teams. And I mean, they were just flat disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to throw their weight around, trying to peacock through the hood. And I'm, I would tell them, man, like, you are going to get yourself caught up doing dumb stuff like this. Yeah, these right. people are gangbangers. Yeah, they're criminals. Yeah, they're out doing dumb stuff. But you ain't never walked in their shoes. No. I don't, I don't condone drug dealing. But when a guy's peddling because he's got a two-year-old at home that he has to feed, and that's his only other option because, A, he doesn't have an education or skill set or doesn't want to pursue that. That's the best that he can do. Mm-hmm. You can't really fault a man for feeding his child. Right. But we need to take the opportunities that we have been presented and the life lessons that we have been taught, and we need to teach that to the next generation or to teach those or bring it to those that haven't had those opportunities to learn. I think that's exactly an incredible vehicle that the horse has given, at least you and I, right, being that we're the only two on this conversation right now, has given us an incredible vessel or vehicle to help teach some of those lessons to the communities we serve. Most definitely. Most definitely. So I want to talk about you have the pony rides now. I know you're kind of a one-man band, but what is your vision? What would you grow your program or what would you grow your business to be if you could have it your way? I want to be there as far as, you know, a place, a safe haven where you can come and you can get some help. I, of course, the help will come through not only just us, but my, my friends that have that I have relationship with. You, maybe we can find you some help. Yeah. You know, with my with my friends, they they have different skill sets. You need this is a place where you can come and get you some help, and I can steer you in a direction where you might can get some help because I care for you, right? Yeah. I care about your well being. I care about your safety, and and I have, you know, I want you to be able to find yourself. So where do you go to? to Let's say you're a bird and you're flying and you're tired. Where do you get rest? You got to find a good branch to <laughs> sit on, right? Amen. You got to find a good branch to sit on. We just want to be a branch, bro. A nice sturdy branch that's not going to break, that's not going to bend, and you can sit over here and figure it out. Yeah. And nobody's going nobody's gonna to judge you or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can trust this branch. It's not going to break. Yeah. It's not going to fall, not going to bend. It, it, it's rooted. <laughs> the the tree the is rooted down, you know, with Jesus. You, know, you understand me? He's then fertilized his roots. And this is a tree where you could come and nest and, and, and get you, you know, you flying all over the place trying to find some. Come sit in this tree. Yes, sir. And use that horse and go play with that horse. Go rub on that horse. Go touch that horse. 
Go play with these cows. Go play with the sheep or, what, or whatever little farm animal we have on the premises. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I would love to have a um, a place where we can fish and hunt and ride ATVs or whatever. Just get away from the city life. Off the yeah. concrete. Come play in the dirt. The world needs more of it. That's for dang sure. You know, and, and over here, uh, there's plenty of dirt, but then everybody investors want to build 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 concrete kind of poor slab poor slab yeah what, what you kicking all the horse people out yeah no there's a there's probably another conversation for another day but the challenges that la county's been facing as far as trying to run rodeo in western sports out of out of los angeles county is just it's sickening what the uneducated who have overwhelming amounts of money can accomplish in the form of right. in the form of destruction of of heritage and culture and yeah, you you you'll listen to the, to the um executive. Sir. You you understand? You will you will yeah. listen to that, his his story because he's paying you under the table. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? To the old handshake deal. Yeah, to get his agenda across the board. You're not listening to us in our heritage and in our our way of life. Yeah, you you'll listen to him because he's paying you. So you, you're not being fair. Yeah. Because all he wants is greed. All he wants to take is our land and our in our culture. He don't want no more horses. He he he's after because he know that horse can heal you. That's what he is after. Oh, I could only imagine the challenges that you guys face down there. He don't want you to get involved with that horse because that horse will heal you, man. It'll get you back in in track, and then he get you to open your eyes and find out. Oh, what's really oh, going there on? Was a, yeah, what's really going? That's the snake over there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm here to stand up for this horse on my side of town, you know. Yes, sir. Uh, they couldn't pull that mess off in in in, in uh, Arizona or back south, in uh, Texas. You're gonna you have a lot of work cut out if you want to take, oh, out, take yeah, a horse brother. out of Texas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not having it. No, sir. So let's say people want to get more involved with what you have going there in Compton and some of the programs you're offering. How do people get a hold of you? How do people support you? I would tell them to invite me into their space. You know, invite the horse into your space. Maybe it's not the normal thing to do. What 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 you what the things that you're involved in. But if you try to and let us be, you know, introduce us into your space, it'll be a blessing. And and, and it will be. You can call me or it's, you know find me on the social media. But I just want people to just try try the horse out. You know what I mean? It Heck don't yeah. have to be me. But just invite the horse into your into your space. Yes. So so yeah, so I'm on I'm 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 on Instagram. Todd Pony is the handle. That's T O D D P O N Y. Yeah. Or it's just a, a good old fashioned phone call. You know what I mean? I'm not that high tech in the industry. I'm still learning myself. <laughs> you know, uh, everybody yes, want to email and all this stuff, man. Yeah. I'm out here taking care of animals. I mean, once yeah. I'm finished i'm tired i i want to i want to rest myself right yeah 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 and mr todd's phone number is on his instagram account and amen if you guys yes. do need to get a hold of mr todd obviously you can get a hold of us through day six ranch and we can get you connected because uh man and and you know what this deal takes finances bro absolutely it like, does. these horses need to be fed i, I can't take the individuals you know to different functions i gotta feed them i you know, it takes finances to do this. Thank God, he's been he's been uh, providing. You know, there's favor upon what we're doing, but uh, you know, it's 
it, being financially uh, uh, stable is a big part of what we're doing. You know, I need, I need, I need, um, how, what would you want to say? Sponsors and things of that nature. Yep. I need sponsors. Even, even these big time uh, Western uh, companies need to know about what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't mind representing their brand, yep. you know? Well, Mr. Todd, it's been great getting to spend some time on a, on the phone with you. I know we don't get to talk as often as we'd like. I know we meet weekly over Bible study, but even with life's demands, sometimes that's hard to jump on. But as we wrap every show, we like to ask a question framed around life advice. And the questions usually posed that if you were to give previous versions of yourself or give yourself in a previous season of life some advice based on your life experience, what advice would you share? The advice I would share is that you'll never go wrong with choosing Jesus. Put your trust, build your faith up on him. You're you're on this earth because you were paid. It was a price that was paid for your life. You want to get balanced, you want to get find it, find things out, learn learn of him. I love you, you want to live a long life, learn of him and he will he will direct your path. He will, you know, you get more uh, a lifelong <laughs> endurance by, by staying with him. So, yeah, open up your heart, let him in. I love it. Great, great, great work, Mr. Todd. Great work, Mr. Todd. Very excited for you in the future. And as always, if there's anything that we can do to support you through Day 6 Ranch, um, you just reach out and we'll get you connected and share what you got going on and support you best we can from, from North Texas. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. You want to close out in prayer? Yeah. Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We lift you up on this line. We give you all the glory and honor. We ask that the blood of Jesus be applied each and individual that is connected to this podcast and the uh, maker of the podcast. We, we, we cover the family that's in the horse industry for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Mr. Todd, I can't thank you enough, and we wish you the best, and can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Oh, yeah, it's bright, brother. I, I appreciate you. Thank you for uh, shining a little light on the, <laughs> on the duck, man. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> hey, that's, I was going to say, we didn't even talk about the ducks. Maybe we'll have to do yeah, a follow-up episode. Yeah, we didn't even talk. <laughs> we, 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 yeah, you know, the duck, oh, he has, he has his own lane as well, you know. It's just, it's crazy how these animals just came into my life. Like, I never, I didn't, I didn't plan this out, brother. Yeah, I don't think if you were to write the script, you'd write in a couple ducks and a horse in the middle of Compton. No, I didn't plan this. the story this. would be written. no. No, I, I didn't plan none of this, brother. God's it on the move. It all happened. God is it on all the happened move. By, by relationships with other people. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Mr. Todd, we'll catch you on the next one. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Okay, bro. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us here on Let Freedom Reign podcast. If you are looking to grow in the areas of leadership, self-mastery, and discipleship, please visit day6ranch.com to see all we have to offer in the form of free content, podcasts, and material related to building a legacy-worthy lifestyle.